right, welcome to the 3P, the Piper's Pit podcast. This year we will be recording our audio through Zoom and then recording it into inputting it into Anchor. But a uh, new little format. Uh, this year, Ben will not be joining us. He said that he does not have time to do it, and uh, y'all can take it up with him. But Ben will not be joining us this year. But we do have Jay uh, with us every week. So uh, welcome to the show, Jay. Yeah, it's good to be here. I'm glad that coward Ben Moore is no longer with us. I feel like he got he got tired of getting beat in the actual league by me. And so then he just realized he was also just getting it took to him every week on the podcast. So it was just time for him to move on. And, and maybe if he concentrated more on his actual team, he might stand a chance. But, I mean, as we know, that's just not going to happen. So Yeah, he's definitely been uh... – active in the league just not going to be active on the podcast i guess we'll have to what we'll have to start doing is just bringing in a guest every week and maybe one week we'll have ben on uh when he when he has the opportunity and we'll just uh we may do it that way this year but uh just getting into some things uh, i want to kind of recap some of the stuff that happened during the off season uh for example the draft players moving around uh, see what your opinion is on some of these guys and you know, guys, if you have any questions, always feel free to leave us a message on Anchor. I can get on Anchor. I can check that stuff out. And, uh, yeah, feel free to do that. But getting into the season, we started out this season with the draft. Uh, Jay, you think there were any big winners in the draft? Or what's your yeah, opinion so on was, how that thing went? Yeah, I was excited about the draft. I, I, you know, you all know I pay a lot of attention to fantasy football. So this draft has been one they've been talking about for years. It was going to be a huge deal really established a lot. So I'd been trying to collect picks and, and get ready for it. And so it finally happened. It was exciting. Um, yeah, I was pumped. I, yeah, just couldn't wait. And so finally, I mean, honestly, just so much excitement for years building up to this one and to finally get into it and get some players and get, see where they went was good stuff. So, yeah. Did you, did you have you had time to look to see who you think the, the big winner in the draft was? Yeah. So I think from, you know, if you're, Going to a super flex league, in most leagues, um, if you were doing, um, which is playing the two quarterbacks, the quarterback has a lot more value. And so for most people, Joe Burrow was kind of an easy 101. And so with our kind of league moving towards that, that was kind of my thought as well, that I would I would take Joe Burrow 101. And um, I usually try to stay independent of my team, where I just say, you know what, I'm not as in a draft, don't worry about it, about so much what I have on my team, I worry more about who the best player is. But I think there are times to go away from that, especially early in a draft if you think you're one player away and if that one player is a running back. And so I think that situation applied to Matt this year. And he was sitting there, he had the 101. He has a really he had a really strong squad with Miles Sanders, Melvin Gordon, Lockett, Hill, AJ Brown. Um a lot of Marvin Jones, a lot of good players, Stephen Diggs, Jarvis Landry, just a lot of quality depth, a lot of quality players. But he was probably short of running back. He needed one to kind of make that difference to really put his team in a position that I think I, – I think there's a good argument to be made. He's got the best team in the league. And so when he did the smart thing, I think, took – he was thinking about trading the pick. He asked me about it, and finally he was like, you know, I'm just going to take Edward Slayer and, and see what happens and go for the win, and I think he made the right decision. I think for everybody else in the league, I would have said, you know, you should go with Burrow and, and store that pick and store that value. But for Matt, Clyde Edward Slayer is going to be a, an immediate immediate contributor, and he took made the right pick, and, and his team is 
is nasty. Um, they look really good. He's got some solid depth at running back with Johnson and Barber, who are, I think, good, you know, running back twos, running back threes, but they're not great um, elite guys that you want to be starting every week. And so he's got he's got depth there. He's got a ton of depth at wide receiver. Um, and he looks good at, at tied in with uh, Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst, um, providing some pretty solid value as well. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting. So. Um, beyond that, this is who else kind of won the draft. I think the old man won the draft. Um, he kind of went into it with all these picks, and everybody was kind of asking, hey, what, what's your plan? What are you going to do? Um, how are, what are you doing with all these picks was kind of the question. And he took those picks and really um, turned them around. He went all in on trading them all away, ended up with a heck of a team with Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, added Juju Smith-Schuster, he also just added Mike Evans. His team is looking looking really tough. So it should be – I think he did a really good job just kind of building his team back through the draft. So Yeah, I will say that I gave old man a pick uh, thinking it was a 2021, and it was a 2020. I don't know if I clicked the wrong one or what I did there, but, <laughs> but I gave away a pick that I really wanted this year. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's what it is. But, uh, yeah, what about players moving? There's been a lot of movement in the NFL this year. It's probably been as busy as it, any season-to-season season, uh, that I can think of in the past. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think of, uh, you know, for example, Grock coming back and play, playing at Tampa Bay. I mean, what's, what's this stuff look like, Jay? What do you think about any big moves for guys individually to have a chance to contribute big time this year? Yeah, I don't know. I think the – the Gronk one's interesting. I mean, I've had Gronk on my team. I drafted him in our original draft, had him for years. Um, and just, I think it was really helpful for my team to win a lot of games because I always just won the tight end position. And so I think there's a lot of value there. And so to see him kind of come back, I get excited because I love that guy. I mean, I love the way he plays football. I love his value. He brings a tight end. Um, so it's good, good to have him back in the league. Um, and I think the old man in the draft, that was one of the things he wanted is we – negotiated that trade because I really wanted C.D. Lamb and he um, he wanted Gronk and so that allowed him to get the guys he wanted to end up with Gronk add that tight end will he do will he be any good I don't know I'm worrisome with O.J. Howard being there who's a really good player Mike Evans uh, Chris Godwin just a lot of talent on that team that you're having to contend with but Tom Brady's good at spreading it around which is obviously he's in Tampa Bay which is I keep waiting for that first game. It's going to be interesting to watch him um, do his thing. But um, so he's got a good team. And then, or Gronk and Tom Brady should be great. But Melvin Gordon, I think, was another big mover going to um, going to Denver, um, kind of crushing some value for Philip Lindsay that Sam had been kind of relying on. Um, but I think he'll, he'll do well there in Denver. Um, I think they've got a young quarterback, some nice young receivers. And so to have a dependable back like Melvin Gordon should be helpful for that team to to rely on in those in those tough moments. So, all right. Well, uh, you know, can't think of anything else. If you guys want to hear anything? Just let us know. We're going to go ahead and get into the matchups, and uh, we'll start with what I think is probably the game of the week, and should really, I mean, could be pretty critical right off the bat with uh, call the Popo Ho versus the Vols. Um, both of these guys, Jay, I feel like are probably sitting right there in that top four, um, contending for it at least. And a loss here, an early loss here could be detrimental as we get on down the road. It's still early, obviously. But looking at this game, uh, what's your opinions here? 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think you want to get a – I love getting out to a good start in the beginning and then kind of having that cushion to say, like, I don't have to worry about that game in the end. Or a team that you also think is going to be good, having that head-to-head over them is a huge deal. And so I think this is a big game. Um, and I think both teams look really good. I, I'm a little worried about Ben with his running back depth. I think he's going to struggle. He he went picked up Antonio Gibson. I think he overpaid to get him. Um, you know, anytime you're relying on some – I think Antonio Gibson, I read the other day, had 70 touches in all of his college career. receptions and uh, runs combined. It's just not a guy that I want to trust to move to the NFL and all of a sudden be a guy that you're going to rely on to score a lot of points. But he really wanted him, so he got him from the old man and gave up uh, Mike Evans to get him. Or part of that deal was to give up Mike Evans. And, and that just, again, just strengthened the old man's team. I mean, his receivers – He's starting this week are Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Just a huge um, advantage there uh, for the old man. And also allowed him to push Cortland Sutton down um, into the into his substitutes, which is a good move. I think Cortland Sutton's great, but it's he's really strong as your kind of fourth wide receiver there. And then his running backs, Kenny Drake, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, as good as anybody in the league. Ben Roethlisberger has always been a huge fantasy asset. So... I think overall, I think the old man has the better team, but I, I do think Ben has got a really good team with a chance to win a lot of games this year. But I think Ben's going to struggle a little bit not having that um, elite running back, which seems in fantasy you need that one running back that every week scores you a lot of points that you can rely on. And I don't think Ben has that right now. So I think he's going to hurt throughout the year. So I, I'm, I'm going with the old man in this one. Going with the old man. Uh... I will say, I noticed Big Ben's got the New York Giants. It'll be interesting to see how much the Steelers run because my understanding is the Giants' run defense was pitiful last year. So if that carries over, uh, you know, I'm hoping I'll get a big day out of my running back uh, just looking through that. But, uh, you know, Lamar, any team with Lamar Jackson, I don't know how you ever count them out. He might score 40 points all on his own and just really turn a turn a game upside down. I think we've got something close, really close here. I think Big Ron's receivers have more touchdown potential than Ben's, but at the same time, Hopkins, we know what kind of days he can put up. So uh, I think your point, uh, the biggest difference in these two teams are that running back position with uh, Elliott Jones and Drake up against Carson, Jacobs, and Taylor there. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would edge out about like uh, – our Flea Flicker app has it here. They've got them at it like a two-point difference. And I would say if if I were guessing now, that would be very close to what we should expect in this game. Um, both of them have guys, Jay, I think, that could just go off. And if one does and the other guy doesn't, then, I mean, who knows? But I, yeah, I guess that's I part of the nature of the beast, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, – Man, I you know, I think Big Ron has the overall better team, um, so I'm going to go with him. However, I think Lamar Jackson playing Cleveland, man, who knows what Cleveland Browns are going to bring, right, and, and what they're going to give up. But, uh, man, that's, a, that's an interesting matchup. But I'm going to pick Big Ron, and I'm going to say it's really close, uh, kind of like it's predicted here. Uh, as we move on, let's look at uh, – Chris's team versus Campbell's team, probably one of the least interesting games of the week. Uh, Jay, Chris has really struggled the last two or three years. I don't know if he just got caught up in some bad trades and is just really struggling to recover. Um, 
he's I know he's had a few injuries here and there. I think everybody gets those, but man, what in the world is going on with an 82 point projection for the first game of the year? What do you think about this one, Jay? Yeah, I think Chris's team is terrible. Um, they have been for a couple of years now. And Chris, his problem is he he doesn't pay enough attention to really get in there and make the moves that he needs to make. He's got a couple of good assets uh, in Joe Mixon and Kenan Allen um, that he should be looking to move. He he needs to kind of go full in on a rebuild. Um, and he he just hasn't done it. And I think a lot of it is he's just not – he does, he's not sure who to trade, who to, who to even go after. Um, but he's got a couple – you know, he's got some good – really, he's got a good piece. And Paris Campbell, who's having a really good uh, year this year so far. Um, and so I think he needs to really look into um, kind of making those moves to bring those guys, to trade those guys, to trade Joe Mixon, try to get a lot of assets back, things like that. But for this year, he – you know, I hate to say he's got no chance, but I would say he, he probably has no chance of winning more than two or three games. Um, if you've traded for Chris's first-round pick and you've got it now, you're in a good spot um, because you're going to get a high pick. Um, and I think Campbell's going to run away with this one pretty easy. Um, but I think he – I don't think Campbell has been as – he's not as strong as this, this year as he has been in the past. He still got McCaffrey. He's huge. Devontae Adams is going to be good. Cooper Cup's going to be good. Um, but I think, honestly, after that, he's going to struggle a little bit with, um, you know, Leonard Fournette going to a new place. Could have an okay year. Um, but he did, Damian Williams is now out. Um, so I just think there's a lot of guys there that he's – he doesn't have the depth that he's had in the past. And I think the question is, do you want to continue down the path of trying to win when there's some really strong teams or do you want to kind of piece out the assets you do have? Because the last thing you want in fantasy is every year to be finishing fifth or sixth um, because you don't go anywhere. You're not bad enough to get high draft picks and you're not good enough to actually compete, and I'm afraid Campbell, if he's not careful, will find himself there this year. Yeah, uh, I will say, listen to some podcasts, and they were talking about how much Leonard Fournette is loving it at Tampa Bay. He he is yeah. excited to be there, so maybe that will uh, equate into to some good juju for Leonard Fournette, and uh, we'll see a, a good. Hopefully, for Campbell's sake, we'll see a good year. Uh, as far as Chris, man, it's just. He doesn't have a lot to sell. So it's still, even with those few guys, you know, what can you sell him for? Even the better players on his team, he still has to make really tough decisions on how do I get more for what I have and could it end up, I mean, it could very easily end up biting him in the butt, um, you know, getting rid of a mixing for some some decent cash could, could really come back and, and be something that haunts him. I feel like that's kind of the boat he got in. He traded a few good guys and, and got really good stock out of him that didn't pan out. Um, yeah. I, yeah, but I, I don't know, Nate, even though you would say like holding on, like you got to trade for something. And I think one thing people forget about the NFA or and dynasty is a first round pick never loses its value. So you can sit there and you can hold on to Joe Mixon and hope something happens. But if you trade for two first-round picks, those picks, their value is – it never changes. Um, no matter what happens in the league, you can always trade them to get something back. You can always um, – and I think I would rather hold assets like that than hold assets of players that when I know I don't have the team to compete with the top teams in the league. 
Well, Mixon is only 24 years old. So it's, it's in my opinion, that's, that's a tough one. I mean, do you, do you pull the trigger? I mean, that's tough. It's a tough call. Um, I do think. I mean, in my mind, Chris found some diamonds in the rough at some time and could have probably traded them for something good and decided to hold on, and then they kind of lost their luster. Uh, he did a good job. Like, I remember McDonald at one point was wearing the league out. Sony Michelle at one point was just wearing the league out for just a few games. And if he could have sold those high, it really would have helped his team. And I think that's what he's got to look for now is uh, can I get some, some, some consistently high weeks and hope that somebody, you know, pulls the trigger on one of those guys because they need it. Um, you know, I think, I think it's, his team is running out of value in order to even make moves on the bottom end. And so it's, he's in a tough spot. He's in a very tough spot. Um, I'm glad he is doing everything he can to try to pull some weight to his team. But, uh, you know, I, obviously I'm going to pick Campbell in this one. But I, did you officially pick Campbell, Jay? Yeah, I'm in on Campbell too. I, I don't see a situation where I pick Saint, uh, Chris all year unless some people get hurt on some of the other teams. So. All right, so uh, moving on to the next one. We're going to go with the historically average show me your TDs. And the Mega Flancos, who we've been saying it for years, Matt's team is, is, feels like they've been ready to bust out of the seams for, uh, for it seems like forever. He's got some really good athletes on there. Uh, they just haven't been able to play consistently throughout the year. Do you think this is going to be a different season for Matt? Well, I think he's getting in the playoffs. I, I don't see um, – you know, Clyde edwards hasn't played a down yet in the NFL, but I don't see a situation where he's not a top – seven, eight running back in the league. Um, he's got Miles Sanders, who should be a top 12 running back. Melvin Gordon, who's going to be top 24. So, and that's what you want out of your running backs. If you get one really good one, another good one, and then one pretty good one, you're in, you're going to win a lot of games. And then adding Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, um, and you're going to – that's a ton of points. Mark Andrews is probably the, the number two valued um, tight end in dynasty football. He won't be the number two scorer behind, behind guys like Kelsey. And, uh, but he will be, as far as value, he's got a ton of value. So he, he's just got a really good team. He's got tons of depth at wide receiver. He's got some, some solid um, backups in David Johnson, Peyton Barber, who can provide a little value for his team. Um, and then he's got the, you know, if he needs to go out and trade a, a Stephon Diggs or a Jarvis Landry to pick up another, you know, kind of running back too, he can do that. So I think he's got a really good team. Um, I think he's going to win a lot of games, and um, I think he could easily win the league, uh, especially if Mahomes kind of um, leading the charge, and if Clyde Edwards, Lair, Miles Sanders have the years that everybody thinks they will. So, yeah, and and Matt, man, he has built a solid just overall team. Like his bye weeks are going to be, I mean, he's got a solid team to put on the field during bye weeks as well. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Josh Allen or Allen for Buffalo. I mean, you you look at him. You look at guys like Goff, uh, just to irritate Ben. You look at guys like Darnold, Darnold, um, and you look at uh, who's another one that came in the league and has kind of just not lived up to expectation. Um, they've been close, shown some signs of brilliance, but you know, a guy like uh, Allen, I mean, what kind of year do you think he'll have at Buffalo? And, and golf, well, what in the think, world happened to that guy? Why did he fall think, off into the water? Yeah, I think from a fantasy standpoint, both of them still do very well. Allen, he's got the run in. He scores touchdowns. 
So he's, he's a good fantasy quarterback. I think the question with guys like that is how long will they actually last in the NFL? So um, can he kind of sustain enough success to actually keep the starting job? But it's like when Tyrod Taylor was playing, when Tyrod Taylor plays, he's a fantasy viable quarterback, right? Because he runs and he picks up things. The question is, are they going to keep starting jobs? And I think that's the question with Allen is how long will he be there? Which is, you know, one of the reasons I was excited to take Jake Fromm, who they drafted out of Georgia. Because I think eventually Allen may not be able to carry the load anymore and they may go to someone else and I hope it's from and I can get some value there. But yeah, I, I work as far as a fantasy quarterback this year, he should be really good. He's going to get the chance to play. Um, I think Audrey looks good at quarterback as far as, you know, he's got Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to get a chance to start and play. So he's got some good value there. He's got a really good running back in Eckler. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him with Gordon gone. Nick Chubb is good. I think Kareem Hunt, they just signed to a new contract there. So that could be problematic. But he's still got Tariq Cohen who can uh, add some value through his receiving. Um, Devin Singletary, I, he's not a guy that I would want to be starting trying to win games. But kind of where he's at. But he's got some good young receivers in Metcalf and McLaurin um, who should be helpful. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, will have a decent year from just a fantasy perspective. Um, but – I just don't think he's there yet. I think Audric's getting closer to kind of building a team. Um, the problem is, is, is he, he's been in that kind of cycle we're talking about where it's like he hasn't committed to go, like he's committed to try to win, but he hasn't committed to like throw all the chips in or to throw them all in and lose. Um, so it's kind of put him here for a few years, but I think he's got a team this year that can win. Some, some things fall the set, things fall the right way he's able to avoid injury. So a situation like Buffalo where they've got Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, a good thing for Audric would be for one of them to get hurt um, because the other one would have the value there. And so I think some things like that happen for Audric. He's got a team that can make playoffs. And, um, you know, once you get in the playoffs, it, anybody can win. So. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I, I look at Audric's team and I see just guys that, their ceiling is not very high. They're going to all have to consistently put up, you know, better numbers. And I just – those four guys that look like they're going to be at the top, I just think they're just – their ceiling is so much higher. And, uh, you know, like you said, you you just got to get in, and then you never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be hard, I think, for Audric to sneak into the playoffs. In my mind, he's a number six, number 17. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm definitely – I agree with you. It's going to be hard. I just think I can see a way where as you look at like Chris's team and you're just like, there's just no way. With Audric, a couple chips fall the right way. Eckler has another big year. Let's say Kareem Hunt gets hurt. And, you know, I realize that's a lot of what ifs, but there's some value there. DK Metcalf should have a good year. Terry McLaurin, a lot of people think he will kind of move into that. If, um, if Haskins plays well, he could move into that range of being a, a wide receiver one. And then at that point, you just need some decent years out of, um, out of guys um, that you may not be expecting, say David Montgomery or Tariq Cohen to have a decent year, um, Robbie Anderson to kind of step up, maybe John Ross, Jalen Rager, um, these guys that he could get some value out of um, that I think could be helpful. He just he needs a superstar. He just doesn't have one. Yeah, well, I mean, Eckler scores a ton of points. Um, he was really good last year. Um, you just don't see him as that, but he's a top. I mean, he's a top six guy. Um, a lot of people are predicting this year. So, I, I do feel like Audric's floor is also very high. I feel like his team is 
there's a very narrow window. I don't know how to explain that, but no, that makes sense. Uh, it's a very narrow window. Yeah. So looking at Matt's team, I mean, he's got Patrick Mahomes, and if he comes out and has a year again, I mean, there's <laughs> best quarterback in the league right there uh, as far as what what could be fantasy points, and then behind him you've got Russell Wilson. So uh, yeah, Matt Matt looking very pretty. I I don't know how. Yeah, I could see Matt winning it this year. And we've said that kind of stuff before, and he's even missed the playoffs in years that we've said that kind of stuff before. But, uh, you know, Matt's had a lot of bad luck over the last couple of years, and maybe this is his season. Maybe this is his season to sneak in there. But I'm definitely taking Matt in this one. Um, I think future games with Aldrich are definitely going to be harder to pick. I just think there's two or three – there's really two or three teams in my mind that are just head over heels better than than what we have over most in the league. But – uh, Jay, did you make an official pick there? Yeah, I'll go with um, Matt's team, of course. Mega Flonks. Uh, let's, let's keep moving. All right. The OMAT, the offensive material versus the Yeti Hunters. Um, let's take a look at this one. Jay, I'll let you go ahead and start out here on this one. Yeah, I think, uh, Nate, I think your team is has kind of turned the corner. I think they've got a really good shot this year. I know a Tannehill will be interesting um, just because you're – you don't really have that elite upside, you know, where you can say a Patrick Mahomes kind of bail you out. You never really see that with Tannehill where he comes in and throws four TDs um, type situation. But I think Baker Mayfield could have a back, bounce back year and play really well and, and provide a lot of value there at quarterback. Um, but Saquon Barkley is obviously one of the best in the league. James Conner, people are, you know, they've kind of committed to him as being the guy. And if he's the guy in Pittsburgh, he's going to be a top eight to ten running back. So there you're looking at two running backs in the top eight. If you have two running backs in the top eight, you can win a lot of games. DJ Moore is elite. DJ Shark, Robert Woods are both underrated. They're going to be top 24 wide receivers. Um, yeah, so I think in that situation, you've got a really good shot to have a good team. Um, I think you, you're going to have to be careful. There's not a lot of depth on your team. So a few injuries are, are really going to hurt, but you're starting, um, what is it, 10, starting nine, whatever it is, are very good. And – um, you need Todd Gurley to bounce back um, to kind of cover some weeks that maybe Barkley or Connor aren't elite or they're off, um, which can hurt. When you start getting into not having depth and you start getting into bye weeks, it can really hurt a team. And so y'all just need – you need him to – he doesn't have to be great. He just needs to be somewhere in that, um, you know, running back two range, uh, you know, somewhere between 18 and 24. And I think if you get that from him, you should have a good year. So – and then on the other end of the Yeti Hunters, um, he kind of blew it up. I think he kind of went into the year and traded a lot of guys, has a lot of young guys, um, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, who I think are both good running backs, but they got a ton of competition. T.Y. Hilton is um, getting old. Adam Thielen's getting old. Um, but Thielen should have a really good year. Godwin's um, really good. Travis Kelsey's really good. Um, I think Kit, he could probably – kind of go halfway into the year and kind of see where he's at and if he doesn't if he's not there he'll probably need to kind of go all in on just blowing it up and kind of selling the rest of his older guys Ingram, Hilton, Thielen, Kelsey and trying to get in another spot where he can add a lot of young players. Um, the next year's draft is loaded at wide receiver and so I think he would have a chance to kind of sell those guys that he's got Ingram, Thielen, Kelsey to contender pick up a few draft picks and rebuild that wide receiver core really quickly um, and then kind of be right back, uh, right back in it where he's been for the last four or five years. But I think there's also the chance this year 
if Swift and Akers can kind of separate themselves from the rest of their team, he's right back in it as one of the top teams. So, Yeah, I'm looking at Kid's team. He's got three spots he can still fill, uh, assuming he's settled on his taxi squad. Uh, so that's, that's still a few more guys he could pick up and throw on there. Uh, as far as my depth, I completely agree. Uh, my issue is what am I going to do on these bye weeks? And I, I have a little bit of depth at receiver, but I have – no depth really anywhere else. Um, so, I, you know, just hoping to stay healthy. I, I took a little bit of a gamble trying to up the quality of my team, and I knew I was going to sacrifice a little bit of depth in, in some of those decisions. But I think you've got, you know, you've got some shots though there, Nate. Um, you know, you've got Josh Kelly at the Chargers. People are really liking. I think Darrington Evans has the possibility to provide some value just from receiving. I think people forget about receiving backs. You know, Darrington Evans can have five, six receptions for 40, 50 yards. That's 10 points. And on a bye week, filling in for a guy that's got 10 points, all of a sudden you're – that's huge value. You know, that's what you want out of that guy. And so playing those guys the right week and, you know, the right time can can really help um, get through those bye weeks at times versus, say, a guy like Jordan Howard that Kid has is kind of a backup running back. Howard, you're so dependent on touchdowns, you you just can't predict that. Whereas a receiving back, you can generally kind of see week to week they're a lot more consistent. And so I think there's a lot of value with those guys there that, that should help you out. So. Yeah, I'm looking at some guys like uh, Miko Hardman, who yeah. really so showed some flashes of brilliance, but just hasn't got a chance to get in that offense. I think they seem to be happy with him being sort of a specialist in the offense. And then you've got uh, Jamison Crowder, who finally started turning a quarter, corner for me last year. And then, uh, you know, Slayton had a heck of a year I don't think we're going to see that this year with what the Giants have on offense I think Slayton's going to lose some touches and definitely not going to score touchdowns like he did there's uh, a lot there's a lot of guys that really love a lot of analysts that love Darius Slayton so I think he's got a chance to easily be in top 24 and that's what you need from your bench you got a few guys like that that you're playing during your bye weeks and that's huge and that's the good thing I think about having the flex position with you Saquon and James even when Gurley's out you can put Connor and Barkley run four wide receivers um, with those three you have and really um, should be fine. It shouldn't be a huge drop-off for you. So Yeah, I need a, I need a quarterback to step it up, Jay. That's what I need. You need and, uh, a quarterback for sure, yeah. And as far as, uh, you know, this matchup goes, I'm going with myself. I think that some of these guys I've got just have a lot of high-scoring potential. Um, you know, they're going to score about what they're these guys are predicted this week, but – you know, Connor could see extra touchdowns. Barkley could easily see extra touchdowns. Gurley could see one or two extra touchdowns. So I think uh, the potential to score touchdowns is there for the first time in the history of me feeling like I have a team. I feel like the potential for touchdowns are there. Uh, but looking at Kit's team, you know, Thielen and Kelsey, I think can be just, you know, huge scores for Kit at, at times. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game goes for Breeze. Uh, I'm interested to see how Breeze can handle this football season. I just feel like he is about to the edge of his life in football. But, uh, you know, hopefully for Kit's sake, he's got one more year because I think Kit realizes uh, he's starting to lose those guys and he needs to get a little younger. So maybe, maybe he can hang around for one more year. But I'm going to take myself. Jay, you're going to make a pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with you as well. I think those running backs kids trying to play, I, I just don't think they're going to have enough juice with Swift and Akers. Their backfields are super crowded. And I think, too, without a preseason, we just don't know. 
And I think kind of going with more established guys, Gurley, Barkley, Connor, you kind of know what you're getting from them. The teams also know what they're getting from them. And I think that's huge um, as you're playing these guys. So, yeah, I, I like where you're at. You've got a lot of established but not old guys. So, like Barkley, Moore, Chart, Woods, they've been with their teams for a few years. They've played well. But they're not super old. And so that's kind of – that's the bread and butter of fantasy is young guys that are already established. That's how you win a lot of games. So – all right, moving on to hey, hey, Jay. Do you like him? I mean, I like I do like ham sandwiches. Ham sandwiches. So that's who you have this week. Hey, you guys like him versus the Nightman is our last one here. Um, but looking at this one, you know, Sam, I don't know how Sam picks his lineup sometimes. Sometimes I think he just flips a coin. Or he thinks about what a guy did the week before, pays no attention to a matchup. Um, I'm glad he's participating, and he definitely seems to want to do really well. But he is, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand some of his moves sometimes. Uh, but just looking at this one, I don't know how teams are going to beat you unless they upset you in the playoffs. Um, looking at your team, there's just too many guys that can score touchdowns and score touchdowns quick and score touchdowns often. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't – looking at Sam's team, I, obviously I think we all – most of us as Titan fans love Derrick Henry. I mean, Deshaun Watson uh, is going to have another good year. Um, you know, people speaking really high on Deshaun Watson this year for some reason, Jay. Why, why do you think they're, they're blowing him up this year? Um, I know they – spoke well about him last year. I just feel like this year they're really, really about him. Um, yeah. Any opinion on that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little worried about him. I mean, you lose a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, that's just not a void you can fill with just anyone. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league, best receivers of the last, you know, seven, eight years. And so just to not have him anymore, I think is a huge deal. Um, and, you know, they're already talking about Brandon Cooks, who's on my team. He's injured again. And, um, so I just don't know what they're kind of what they're hoping. I, I think Deshaun Watson will be good. I'm just not sure he has the weapons to be elite. Um, and I'm not, you know, is he a weapon? Say, kind of like Patrick Mahomes is. It's kind of like whoever's playing wide receiver is going to score points. Um, but really good players are going to score a lot of points. And I think with Watson, um, we'll get to find out this year if he's that kind of quarterback that can that can elevate any player's game, um, like Peyton Manning used to do with you know Brandon Stokely. Um, I don't know if he can do that, but we're going to find out. It'll be fun to watch. Um, but Sam's got some really nice players. Derrick Henry, um, Philip Lindsay, I think will st even with Gordon there, will have a good year. Julio Jones is one of the best, you know, wide receivers, fantasy wide receivers of ever in the history of football. Yeah, he's he's unbelievably consistent. Yeah, I mean, he so just good. goes out and he plays a good game every single week. Uh, just jumping back on that Deshaun Watson, do you think they – I don't know, in my mind, maybe it's because they're playing. Maybe they're talking him up because it's going to be Mahomes versus Watson. It's the same kind of deal. Everybody's excited to see these two quarterbacks that are just flat-out beasts of athletes. Um, you know, you, you think it would benefit Houston um, to, to start doing things that are similar to what KC does. I mean, I wouldn't say that Deshaun Watson's is a Patrick Mahomes, but – there are a lot of similarities there. And if they could get him running an offense that's, that's similar to that, uh, I can see where the potential for scoring this year would be. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's having to there. I just – he, you know, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are both really good wide receivers when they're healthy. They just struggle to stay that way. 
And I just think when you start, and they don't have a, you know, they don't have a tight end anywhere close to Kelsey's level. Um, so I just don't see the, I don't know where that value is going to come from for him to kind of, as good as you can be, as good as Aaron Rodgers he is or had been in the past. Um, he needs though, he needs at least one guy that can kind of be there in that moment when you just got to have somebody. And I just don't think Watson has that. And I think they're going to struggle. So. Any, any other, uh, any other things you see in this one that you want to point out? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know you were talking about my team. I like my team. I'm probably the most worried I've been in a while. I think I'm, there's a little hurt in there for depth. Um, you know, I've got some guys on the bench that a lot of my depth is kind of guys that if somebody were to get hurt, that they would have a lot of value. And so, um, yeah, I'm a little worried about that. I, you know, I think they're elite. I think Kamara and Cook can win a whole lot of football games as they have for the last few years. Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, I think are very, very good. George Kittle, I think is the best tight end in the league. And so there's a lot of value there. I've got some young guys that are, that should, you know, be able to make a dent with CeeDee Lamb and Brian Edwards. Also love Preston Williams. Um, he, a lot of good things you hear about him out of Miami. J.K. Dobbins, I think, um, I know Kit didn't want him. He's a big Ohio State fan. So he ended up going with those other two guys. But I think Dobbins should have a pretty solid year. So I think it's good, but I would say kind of going into this year, it's the least confident I've been in the team overall. But, I mean, I still love them. I still think I got the best team in the league. But I do think – I think after four to five weeks, it would be easy to say that, say, Matt's team is better, and we would kind of know that at that point. So um, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. I'll, you know, I can't. I was telling uh, Ben the other day, we were talking to Trey to trade one of my kind of elite players, and – I was just like, honestly, Ben, I'm, you know, if I don't trade him away, that's fine because I'm going to go for four in a row, and I don't think four in a row would ever be beaten if we play for another 100 years, you know. So um, I think that opportunity is there. I'm willing to to kind of burn some guys out. I usually try to trade them before they get too old. But if, you know, if Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamar die on my, die on my team but I win that fourth championship, I think it's it's a price I'm willing to pay to go for that. So. All right. Well, uh Hey, let's uh, let's look at a quick summary, um, or a, not a, really a summary, but let's get into some of these high school games around. Uh, Lawrence County's got Warren County over in Warren County. If anybody wants to make the trip, uh, Warren County overall, uh, I would say ninety percent of their team is average, but they have a quarterback who just was recently offered by Mississippi State who can play some freaking football. So if we can keep him in the pocket and get him before he gets a chance to use those legs, I think it's going to be a very hard-fought game. We played him last year. It was 28-21. to 21. We uh, recovered an onside kick, blocked two punts. So it should be an interesting game over in Warren County. Um, then Carnes High School has Powell. Uh, Chris is probably not looking forward to that one. Other than they might get a chance to show off some onside kicks, which might be a little fun uh, in that one. And then Kit and them, they've got Independence High School. Blackman plays Independence. And right now, Independence is – look up their record here. They are one and one. And Kit and them are uh, one and two after playing two really tough football games. But uh, any advice for these guys, Jay, as we all head into some high school football on Friday night? And have fun. I feel like it's my, you know, I love football and just love playing it. And I think for those y'all's teams, you know, just do the best you can. It, it, it's a lot of fun. So, 
So anything else you want to mention before we close it up for the night? I don't really have anything. Do we want to talk about – you want to make a prediction on who you think is going to win the league? Who's going to win the league? Yeah, let me go look back. I just closed my window out. Uh, But let's go check it out. I'd like to – Let's go with four teams and who you think ultimately is going to win the league. All right. Well, let's let me just start by saying I think Chris is out. And, uh, you know, looking at the others, I, I think it will be Sam. However, Sam has some potential in his lineup. He could sneak into that four-team playoff. But if I were picking two at the bottom, it would be Sam and Chris. Uh, and at the top, now, I, I pick you and Matt, and then looking outside of that, it's going to be tough. I want to go with the Vols, and then that last one, man, it, between Campbell and, and Ben uh, is where I would put that. Uh, it's a tough call. Um, I'd probably have to look at schedules to, to kind of go from that point on, but uh, I would probably give the edge to Ben's team. I think Campbell's team has a little less depth than what Ben does and is going to struggle a little bit more in those bye weeks. And I think that's going to be the difference there. But uh, puts the rest in the middle four. I put probably Campbell winning that one. Uh, what's your opinion, Jay? Yeah, so I think for the playoffs, I would go with uh, myself. But then I'd throw in the old man. I'd throw in Matt. And honestly, Nate, I, I'd probably go with your team. I think the value of, of Saquon and uh, James Conner is really going to push you well. And uh, – yeah, so I think you're going to be in. I think ultimately um, it'll come down to Matt and I. And, I'm, you know, at that point I'm going to go with myself. But I can see a point about halfway through the season if Matt's team is kind of taking off where I would probably – if I had money, I'd probably bet on Matt. Um, but right now I think uh, my team looks better. Um, but I think he's got some younger guys that could really step up and, and make a huge dent. So Yeah, every year, every year those guys show up. You think, hey, we've got it all figured out. And then in about week two or three, you just see guys just take off and, and just never quit for the rest of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see who gets those kind of players this year and uh, who, who tries to jockey there at the end to try to improve just a little bit more to get there. But, uh, man, I'm glad you're on the show. Glad we had one. Uh, be prepared, everybody, in case you get the call to join us on a Zoom uh, so that we can record. And, hey, for the 3P, I'm Nathan and my brother Jay. We will see y'all next week. Glad you made it, Jay. Yeah, good to be here. See ya. Did it go?